In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution coming to you from the fourth round of the U.S. Open Cup where Atlanta United defeated Charleston 3-0 at Kennesaw State's 5th Third Bank Stadium here in the North Metro Atlanta area. Uh, the Five Stripes won on goals from Andrew Carlton in the 14th minute, Ezekiel Barco's penalty kick in the 47th minute, and Romario Williams in the 64th minute. I'm joined, as I typically am, by Jason Longshore of 92.9 FM and SoccerDownHere.com. How are you, Jason? Doing well. Nice win for Atlanta United tonight. Pretty comfortable win. Yeah, much easier than last year's 3-2 to two win when they had to yeah. rally with three goals. On that, it was uh, it was an interesting game tonight. Tata went with a lot of younger and less experienced players, as he said he would, with a few surprises of Leandro Gonzalez Perez, uh, Julian Julian Gressel, and Barco in the starting lineup. I had a couple of those. I, I had the LGP Robinson pairing. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Robinson would be with a vet, and, and LGP made sense since he didn't play on Wednesday in New England. And I was hoping for Barco. wasn't sure. It really depended on his fitness level. And, you know, he, he got a little tired in the second half. But I thought it was interesting. We had Andrew Carlton in our full-time report on 92.9 and, you know, talked to him about playing next to Barco. And he talked about how Barco makes it easier for players around him. Because you know you can play him. He's going to find his way out of trouble. And he doesn't really put you in bad spots. Yeah, he, he worked his socks off in the first half on defense. Yeah. It was it was a much more inspired performance than what we saw from him without the ball against Philadelphia. Lots of stuff Saturday. that doesn't show up on right. the, the stat sheet for Barco. And Carlton did some things defensively that showed up on the stat sheet. He was right. second in tackles for the team. I do wonder, uh, though, how this is going to affect particularly Barco and Gressel's availability for Saturday's gigantic match mm-hmm. uh, at NYCFC. I asked Martino that question. He seemed to indicate that he doesn't think it's going to affect uh, their ability to be selected whatsoever. I'd be a little more worried about Barco than Gressel. Uh, I think Gressel was able to always be a passenger at times tonight. Didn't have to do a ton of dirty work. Barco did. He covered a lot more ground, I thought. And and Gressel came out a little bit earlier. Um, Really depends on the formation you go with in New York as well. Yeah, I'll be stunned if they use the 3-5-2, simply because this field is so small. Five midfielders are just going to be stomping on each other. It would would end up looking more like a 3-2-3-2, I think, just because of the way the shape would work. I think it'd end up playing a much more narrow and have a different feel. Well, speaking Speaking of formations, this was the first game since Houston that they were able to finish uh, with all 11 guys in a 4-3-3 formation. It was, and it was uh, a pretty good one with Romario Williams up top, uh, Barco and Carlton kind of flip-flopping at points. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carlton played the 10 a little bit more than Barco did. Barco played out on the left. 
Brandon Vasquez able to get 90 minutes under his belt. Still, still a little rusty. Yeah, not quite in full form yet, but it seemed to seemed to invigorate him a little bit as the match went on. He looked better and better as the night went on. Yeah, it's got to be tough for him because he doesn't play with the twos a lot. He doesn't play with the senior team hardly at all. Um, so to come in and, and yeah, he had an injury to come in and, and go 90 minutes. Uh, you know, when you just don't have a lot of timing and rhythm. It's a tough ask, but he did the job fairly well tonight. Sometimes you just have to do it. It's, right. it's just about the 90 minutes rather than even how he played in those 90. It's just getting the 90 done. You know, it wasn't a great performance from Atlanta United. The, the, the scoreline said 3 to nothing. The first half was really choppy. Um, the first 20 minutes they had just a devil of a time trying to string together consecutive passes, even though they got Carlton's goal in the 14th minute. Uh, they started to take a little bit more control of the game as they developed some familiarity with each other. Still, there were a couple of moments in the first half and the second half that the defense just kind of switched off in those Atlanta United, you know, just brain lapses that the team kind of has. But they were able to recover and get that shutout tonight. Yeah, I thought it was a, a, a good performance. Not a great one, but a good one overall. I thought Miles Robinson was excellent tonight. He was our man of the match, actually, on radio. I thought did a lot of things from an organizational standpoint that showed up really well um, to such a big leap from his performance here last year oh, yeah. to his performance tonight. I mean, he looks like a completely different player and developed really well. Yeah, should he ever become an MLS All-Star or Best 11 or sold to Europe or something like that, everyone is going to ask the question, well, what was his first minutes with Atlanta United? And it was in last year's Open Cup game at this stadium after the lightning delay. Uh, it was not a good performance. He got run over by Forrest Lasso for a headed goal. Could have been a penalty, I guess, on Lasso. Yeah. And then he and uh, Mark Bloom, in his only time with Atlanta United, got yanked at halftime. Martino said it was because they needed to make some changes with the formation and, fun- and with their tactics. But it was pretty obvious why the changes were made. Yeah, it was Robinson and Zach Lloyd, actually. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry, not Bloom. So, yeah, Lloyd. Bloom actually had a great game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that, Mark. He <laughs> might, be, it might <laughs> listen Mark to this might because be he lives in nearby Marietta. He might be listening. Uh, yeah, sorry about that, Mark. <laughs> um, uh, I'm worn out. Um, it's been a long day. Here yeah, but well. Robinson played well in his third start uh, with the team this season. Um you know, not a, a whole lot more talking points from this. There were some, uh, and still ongoing, some fantastic results in the U.S. Open Cup yeah. tonight. Uh, Nashville she, with a big win. Nashville did pull it out, the yeah, win? Yeah, 2 no. Well, they beat Colorado, which is equivalent of an MPSL team at this point. Oh, I, I said, <laughs> let me get your take on it. I, I said this, and I, I heard a reaction from the other people in the booth when I said it. I'm not convinced Colorado's a shoe-in to make the USL playoffs if they're in the Western Conference. Yeah, I don't think it's a shoe in. I mean, I think they they could do it, but yeah, I would not put a guarantee. Them, I wouldn't put them San Jose or Seattle right now. Yeesh. They're all just horrible. And Seattle's going to Sacramento tonight. San Jose is playing Portland tonight in the Open Cup. Right. Uh, the penalty shootout in Chicago and Columbus was pretty nuts. Yeah. Well, it ended up being it went eleven bizarre. rounds, ten nine. Chicago won. Okay. Uh, Columbus's backup goalkeeper who was playing his penalty was saved in the eleventh round. Oh wow! So uh, I mean, they're going to repod yeah. the teams tomorrow, but it seems likely 
that it's going to be Atlanta United Nashville or Atlanta United Orlando. Orlando knocked off Miami. They'll uh, all be in four the to nothing, together. right? Four to nothing. The, I think it was Orlando score. Did it get to four? Yeah, I think it was four okay. to nothing. Um, It'll I be think a pot of four, and it's geographic. So Louisville, who would be the other? Louisville's DC? a possibility. DC's a possibility. Yeah. I think the Texas teams, because there'll be two Texas teams, they'll stay together. Right. So I think Atlanta, Orlando, Nashville, and either Louisville or DC would be my guess. Right. And that will, that pod will be drawn at eleven a.m. Right. And that will be the round of sixteen and the quarterfinal. Okay. So they won't repot after the round of 16. This is your round of 16 match. The winners will then play in the quarterfinal. Who do you want to see them play? Who would you like to see Atlanta United uh, either host or travel to? Um, from a from a keep on advancing perspective, uh, give me the lower division teams all the time. Uh, give me Nashville. Uh, Louisville would worry me a little bit. Louisville's playing really well. Uh, they're averaging 2.2 points per match in, in USL. They mm-hmm. handled New England pretty well. Um, they would be the, the biggest concern out of the second division teams. Uh, but as just a wanting a spectacle, well, let's have round four this year of uh, Atlanta, <laughs> Orlando. Uh, yeah, I don't. Orlando didn't put in to host the last round, so I don't know if they could put in to host. They can. They it's, can it's put in to host. Okay. It's a different thing, and in, even in, in each each hosting opportunity you can say we can host this time we can't host this time they could have multiple venues although at this point it'd it'd have to be at their own stadium i couldn't imagine them playing it anywhere else from a purely selfish standpoint i'd love for atlanta united to go back to nashville (laughs) you and conti are on the same boat i'd love to go to nashville and we need to point out that gary smith is nashville's coach Colorado was the team that he took to the MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty sweet win for him. Colorado has been And Gary Smith awful. also coached the Silverbacks for like yeah. half a season or something. Uh, so 2015. Congr- he got yeah. the whole season in. Yeah. So, okay, so congrats to Gary Smith. Yeah, that's a good win for Gary Smith. A couple other uh, Colorado, former Rapids players who won that MLS Cup with him. Uh, Kosuke Kimura and Matt Pickens were on the field for Nashville tonight. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind Atlanta United going to Nashville. I'm okay with uh, that. Of the road trips. D.C. is always fun if they got to go to D.C. United, although I don't know where in the world they would play. It'd be at the soccer plex. Yeah, that wouldn't be a whole lot of fun. Nah. Uh, going back to Orlando, I don't really care to do that. I've what, done what that plenty I, of times. I'd be kind of happy to see uh, Orlando come up here and, and play at Mercedes-Benz, maybe? I don't think – you think they'd do it at Mercedes-Benz? I think they would. I think Orlando. That would be interesting. Hmm. That would be a lot of fun, actually. I would be very excited about this. All right, yeah. Yep, that's the way I'd want to see Orlando. It's an easy trip to Florida, but I'd I'd rather just go to Mercedes. So then then let's do this. All right. Here's here's the way we want to see the draw. We go to Nashville. Uh Uh-huh. And they do it on the weekend. They do it on the 16th or the 17th. So we go up there. We watch some World Cup games in the morning. Have a late afternoon. I thought it was match. the 20th. I thought that it doesn't was... have to be. Oh, okay. It can be the 16th or the 17th. Oh, okay. So Nashville works it out. We host. We go up there 16th or 17th. They can do it at Nissan. Have a huge crowd. Bunch of Atlanta fans driving up for it. Win that. Mm-hmm. Then get Orlando in the quarterfinal. Hmm. I'm okay with this. How about at Chattanooga? Split the difference. Nah. <laughs> I don't know if they can pull that one off. Chattanooga is a fun city, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we pretty much beat this horse into the ground at this point. Uh, Jason, what do you have coming up? Uh, soccer down here tomorrow morning, uh, an overreaction Thursday, uh, 9 a.m. to 11 on blogtalkradio.com slash soccer down here. 
And then Friday on the show, we'll have Doug. We'll have Glenn Crooks from the NYCFC radio team. Mm -hmm. And we will likely have, we'll also have Jillian Sackovitz from the Fox Sports South team. All right. Uh, You're not getting all the coverage that I typically provide from the league games tonight. I'm just filing a game story as well as this podcast. Uh, our talented intern Tess is going to file something. She's listening right now here to my right. Is going to write something. I think about Andrew Carlton, maybe some of the younger guys. She'll pick man of the match next time. Uh, since they had, <laughs> since they had a good game tonight. Uh, so y'all, please read Tess's story. Tess, what is your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Tess T E S S underscore Noel N O E L L E. All right, follow Tess on Twitter uh, so you can get that story. Um, and then I am traveling to New York on Friday, uh, and our other intern, Max, uh, is going to be going to Tata's press conference on Friday because I will already be on a plane. And he's going to write uh, whatever Tata has to say about uh, the NYCFC game on Saturday, which should be fantastic. Just to set that one up for you real quick, Atlanta United leads MLS with 29 points. NYCFC is second in the East with 27. Columbus is third with 26. This is a gigantic game. Gigantic game. If Atlanta United wins, and I think Orlando, which is in sixth place right now, plays and loses, there's going to be, I think, a 13-point gap between first and sixth, which is uh, Atlanta United will, you know, they'll make the playoffs. It, It would take a monumental collapse. For them to not make the playoffs. Now, and Dallas Saturday, did it last year. Alexander it can't Ring, happen. In, on Saturday, Alexander Ring didn't play tonight. Bum knee, according to Patrick Vieira. Davi Villa came off in the second half with a sore hip. So, thank you, Jason. So, there you go. Um, follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you all are having a good day. And subscribe to this podcast, Southern Fried Soccer, on iTunes.